Well, say the Lord is rich. His word is rich. He's rich in mercy. And everything he does, he's rich. I'd like you to take your Bible and turn to Isaiah 27, verse 2 and 3, please. Isaiah chapter 27, verse 2 and 3. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, are we there? In that day, sing unto me a vineyard of red wine. I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it every moment. Lest any hurt, I will keep it night and day. We're going to title this this morning, Every Moment, Every Moment. I've prayed and debated about whether to mention something this morning, but um, I mentioned to Brother Sam, for, I didn't want him to mention it, but I, I probably need to go ahead and tell you I will not be here next Sunday. Um, Brother Bishop Peters called me and talked to me, and I don't know why... He would call me and come and minister Sunday morning. And I'm going to go because the Lord has revealed to me why and what he's doing. And I'm not going to say that right now. But uh, y'all can have church here. The same God is everywhere. And he's opening up doors that we can't imagine. Amen. Bible said in the book of Revelation when Jesus spoke come out of his mouth two-edged sword now, if you look at that from a physical standpoint didn't no sword come out of his mouth excuse me the word is spirit is spirit what came out of his mouth was a sharp spirit Someone called me this week and talked to me about when they're reading the Word of God and they'd run up on something, how they felt. I said, that's because it's the Spirit. The Word is Spirit. And it talked to your spirit. So as we minister this morning, the Word of God is Spirit. We are a spirit being with flesh on it. That's what we are. Because the only thing that's going to live forever it's what's inside here, a spirit. This body will fade away and be gone one day. But we will live on forever. Every moment, he said, I'm going to be looking after you. Everywhere you go, I'm going to be looking after you. The vineyard was a symbol of the people or the church. The true vine was to stand. And Jesus said in Matthew, I mean John 15, I am the vine. You and I are the branch. Once we're cut loose from the vine, we can do nothing. We can produce no fruit. We get our energy through the vine, which is the sap which is the Holy Ghost in our lives. So he tells us that. that the branch here is a symbol of the individual believer who stays connected to the vine to get the wine. And the branch produces fruit not for itself. Any fruit we produce is not for ourselves. It's for the world to feed on. It's for the world to feed on. And how many believe that the world needs some good, fresh fruit? 
I'm telling you, they need something fresh. And I'm not talking about Brookshire's down there or anywhere else. Fruit from the Christian life. This is not a time to be sad and disappointed and down and out. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. God has put something in us. He's given us the best that he has to get. And the song of the vineyard is also the song of the vine. And it should be the song of the branch. If the vine is singing, what should we be? Singing. Because we got in us what's in the vine. And the vine is putting what he has into us. That, that's the way this works. And so the command still goes forth to the watchman. And his job was to watch the vineyard. The, vine, the watchman is the Holy Ghost. His job is to watch over your life. Wherever you go, it's his job to watch over your life. Not only him, but the Holy Ghost Spirit, which is the vine, the husband, to watch over us. That they obey it and sing. How many know it's important to sing? We're going to get that in closing. To sing. What we miss by not singing. And have learned the joy of the Lord. He said, sing you unto her. I, Jehovah, do keep it, and I will water it. Every moment, lest any harm it, I will keep it night and day. I want to keep it night and day. Our God does not slumber, and nor does he sleep. Elijah said, why don't you cry louder? Maybe he's on vacation to their false gods. But I want you to know you don't have to cry aloud to your God. He's a very present help in your life. He doesn't have to come. We don't have to pray, come, Holy Ghost, come. We don't have to do that. I know we sang that. But he's inside of us to release his power and his authority in our lives. And the blessings of God in our lives. Glory to God. So he said it's a joyous city. We find this in Psalms 20, 22 and 2. The city is a joyous city. It's a city of joy. And Ephesians tells us we have come into that city. The city of joy. The joy of the Lord is what? I read the other day where they say that we're seeing more people in the history that they've been writing. People are doing more complaining about being tired and weary. That, the, the article didn't say this, but that's because the joy is missing in their lives. I'm telling you, the joy of the Lord is a very valuable gift that God has given and put in our lives. And I know we grow tired and weary, but the joy of the Lord, we're living inside of a joyous city. As it is in heaven, it should be where? It should be here on earth. As in heaven. Lamentation 4.9 says this, Men die not from wounds. Men don't die from wounds. You hear people say, well, I, I got wounded. You won't die from that. Here's what Lamentation says. You die from. You die from the lack of fruits of the field. A wound is not going to kill you. But having the lack of the fruit of the Spirit of God Jeremiah said, is there no bomb? Where? Where? And Gilead. Then why are not you healed? The Spirit of God heals 
when you're wounded. But you've got to get the fruit from the field to stay alive. He said, the wound's not what killed you. Well, they said something I didn't like. And I'm not coming back no more. That didn't kill them. What killed them was a lack of fruit from the field. Huh? Glory to God. I'm having trouble this morning. But I'm going to preach this this morning. Every person ever lived on this earth, including Jesus Christ, has been wounded with words. If it didn't kill you, so they can't say I died from that, because if it didn't kill you, he said, I'm watching over you every moment. I don't care where you go, he said, I'm watching over you. And not only that, I'm keeping anything from hurting you. And not only that, I am going to water you. The word water there means spirit. The spirit has healing power in it. Mr. Ronda Mollum, it's good to see you two grand boys with you today. I have never forgot what you told about singing. Them two boys in the car, they probably don't remember. He said, Mama, they were sort of fussing with one another. And Brooke looked back there and said, let's sing. I'm going to tell you something this morning. If you learn to practice singing when you're in the press situation, You'll move heaven and earth in your favor. You, I'm going to get to that here in a minute. You'll move the whole kingdom of God in your favor. That's why the music world has had such effect on this world today because it's music. It's something about music that does something in your spirit when you sing. Well, I can't sing. Yes, you can. You sing the blues, you ought to sing the joyful song. I feel in my spirit it's time for the church to quit living on reruns. Hmm? You can't live on what yesterday done. Went to school with this guy. When he got married, he would not eat leftovers. His wife had to cook three fresh meals a day. How I many you know that a good stew don't get good until the third, second or third day? Huh? Then that's when it really gets good. All that season gets out in it. It's time for the church to forget about what happened yesterday. Well, I, I just thank God what he did yesterday. Why don't you thank him for what he's doing today? Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted hour for your joy. Not, not yesterday, but today is the day of the Lord. Is that right? The thief on the cross said, when you come into your kingdom, when you come into your kingdom, Jesus was hanging on the cross, bloody from his head down to the feet, he said, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Jesus turned those eyes upon him and said, now you are in paradise. He didn't say sometime in the future. He said, now you are in paradise. How many believe that you're in paradise right now? Come on, now you're in paradise right now. Well, I don't feel it. Say it anyhow. I'm in paradise. Experts the Bible says a person that never verbally, openly speaks confidence in God and what they want God to do never would rise above their confession. You find that in the book of Hebrews. He's with you when? Somebody help me out. When is he with you? Every what? Moment. And he gives you the red wine. The red wine is the most powerful, expensive wine was at that time. That's what he gave you. He said, sing you unto her a vineyard of red wine. Sing unto it. Sing. Let, let, let us sing. Now, you don't die of your wounds. You die because you don't get fresh fruit. From the field. The Bible said the anointing, or you might call it the manna, 
fell how often? How often did it fall? Daily. And the Moses, Moses people told Jesus, said, Moses, give us manna in the wilderness. Jesus said, Moses didn't give you manna in the wilderness. He said, I am the manna. I am the bread of life. I am the spirit that fell daily there in the wilderness. you got to catch this, in the wilderness. You may be in the wilderness this morning, but you're not going to die because you're in the wilderness. You're going to die because the bread laying outside your house, and you don't get up and go outside and get it. That's why so many people are dying today. The bread is there. The anointing is there. The glory of God is there. The fresh fruit is there. The fresh wine is there. The red wine is there. But you've got to get up and go outside and get it. There's a misunderstanding among Christianity because we're Christians and we pray something is going to happen. That's a misunderstanding. Isaac was the heir of Abraham. The Bible said Abraham was very rich. In other words, he said he was rich and very rich. But Isaac was the heir, but he never got the promise until he began to go outside and began to dig some wells. And once he began to dig wells, I tell you, the anointing came to him. People die not because of wounds, because they don't go outside, and because they don't get the fresh bread. And I'm not preaching this morning about not eating leftovers. We eat them around our house. I guarantee you we eat them till they're all gone. Hmm? But I'm preaching about a fresh anointing. He's watching over you every morning. He sees when you're in trouble. He sees when you need a little shot of wine, fresh new wine. He says, I water it, and I make sure no harm's coming to it. Now, we're going to have some problems. If you think you're going to go through this world without problems, you're deceived. You're letting the booger man deceive you. You're going to have problems, but your problem's not going to get you because he's there with the anointing, and you've got to go to the Word of God and get the little spirit of the Word of God in your life and get lifted up in your life. Hallelujah. And the first thing you know, you're going to be doing all right. We need to remember the song, I'll be all right as soon as I touch Calvary. That's a powerful, dynamic song when you can touch Calvary. Sister Linda, I'm really enjoying the book you gave me from Jimmy Swaggart about the cross. You'll never have a good relationship with God until you go to the cross and die to yourself. You'll never have it. You must die to yourself. A young lady got into church many years ago. She testified one night and said, I feel the old man scratching out of the grave. What was she saying? She's filled with the Holy Ghost. She'd been baptized, but she felt that old nature coming out of the grave. Are you with me this morning? I don't care how full of the Holy Ghost you get. I don't care how much you pray and how much you fast. That old man is going to continue to try to climb out of the grave. He don't like to be in the grave. He wants to come out and have his own way. But you've got to crucify him daily, over and over. You've got to keep him in the subjection at all times. If you don't, he's going to scratch out of the grave. That old man scratched out of her grave and took her down. You've got to keep him down where he belongs. One of my prayers, I try to pray every day when I come up here. I try to hide in here somewhere. God, I want you to hide me. I don't want no eye that sees or ear that hears ever hears me again. What we need to hear is the fresh things of God. The wounds don't kill you. What killed you? What Lamentation says killed you? Not getting fresh fruit from the field. Not getting fresh fruit from the field. That is the word of God. This guy told me he went and visited this person. They furnished coffee unconsciously. There's a Bible laying on a coffee stand. He said, I set that coffee cup on that 
Bible and said they said, how dare you just set a cup of coffee on the Bible? He apologized, said, I'm sorry, and picked it up. And there was a ring of dust. See, the word wasn't being used. Let me ask you a personal question. How often do you use the word of God? Hmm? How often do you reuse the word of God? It is our lifeline. He's watching over us every moment. Every moment in the wilderness. Sing. He said, sing to the vineyard. Is one that produces abundance, rich fruit. There's nothing produces more rich fruit than the living word of God. It is spirit. Peter gave them the word in Acts 2. And they were pricked in their hearts. The spirit cut into their hearts. And they said, what must we do to be saved? It was the spirit doing the work. The vine and the branch is a symbol of the church. It is a heavenly plant that God explains his beautiful church and how we can really get along in life. It bringeth forth rich and abundant fruit. It bringeth forth great abundant fruit. Twelve men went into the land of Canaan and spat it, spat it out. And they brought back what? Somebody help me now. What did they bring back? I intended to go by Brooks and get a cluster of grapes. I can carry, I can carry a cluster of grapes on those two fingers. Hmm? How many men did it take to carry one cluster of grapes? Two. The abundance was so big, the evidence was there. The eyes seen it, but the heart didn't hear the word of God. Abundance. I got something mailed not too long ago. And they were showing carrots as big as my arm right there. Carrots. I mean, you know that we're living so beyond short what God wants us to have. I know I am. But God wants us to have more. There's more for us. The kingdom of God and the blessings of God. It is totally dependent. Brother, James, Brother Don mentioned a while ago, there is no other name given to us to be saved except the name of Jesus. He has all power and all authority. So you don't need nothing else but him. We must be totally dependent upon Jesus. That's not a suggestion. That's a must. Totally dependent upon Jesus. And verse 3 says, And the Lord who keeps the vineyard? The Lord. He's keeping the vineyard. How often he's keeping it? Day and night. How often is he watering it? Every day. I believe Brother McNeely is the first one that we heard say this. In Japan, a bamboo stick is buried in the ground like they do ribbon cane. You take ribbon cane, you bury that cane in the ground. And it comes up at each joint. You bury that piece of bamboo in the dirt and water it how often? What, how often, Diane? Daily. But nothing happens in the first year, does it? It takes it how long to happen? Seven years before you ever see any results. I forgot how much it grows in one year. God is looking after you this morning and keeping you, and he's watering you every day. And it's going to take some time, some time for the fruit that you're expecting to come into your life. The Bible speaks there's a miracle in your path it all the time. There's a miracle in your... How many believe there's a miracle in your path? 
we are reaping and enjoying what our ancestors has done. Huh? I was raised on a farm. Now, I don't know who planted them, but huge pecan trees. Man, they had the most big pecan. Well, they're beautiful. We feasted on them things every year. We had a, one of the most beautiful walnut tree you've ever seen. It produces walnuts. How many has ever picked out walnuts? I'm talking about pick them out. Get jar full of them. You ever done that, Sister Linda? Don't you just hate them things? Huh? Do what? I'm telling you, and you got to work at it, right? I can't now, but I used to take two cones, put them on my hand, do that, 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 and break them open, eat them. Just, you know, didn't have no, have no hammer. But not a walnut. But our mother could make the best jam cake you ever put in your mouth with those seeds from that walnut. But it took some effort to get it out of there. We had the four biggest pear trees you ever looked at, big pears. Somebody had planted them before we got there. And God has impressed me to tell you that he's planted a miracle in your path. If you stay on the path, you're going to come across your miracle. Don't grow weary in well-doing because he's looking after it. He's watering it. He's keeping it. Hallelujah. You're not there yet, but he's got it ready for you when you get there. Amen. Oh, God, don't let a wound kill you, but get you some fresh fruit and apply it to your spirit. Glory to God. Every moment. Every moment. I'm looking for great miracles. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm expecting it. Psalms 121 and 8 says, The Lord shall preserve thee and thy going out and thy coming in from the time forth and forevermore. And forevermore. God will preserve us. God is protecting us right now. You're going to grow weary. How many, how many know you're going to grow weary? Your flesh is going to grow weary. Sometimes you're going to go weary in your spirit. You read Psalm. My, he can tell some of the things. When you read Psalm where he said about the dogs of Bashman's eating my flesh, he's not talking about himself. He is prophesying about the life of Jesus and what he's going to have to go through with. But he does talk about some things that he went through with. This is one of them he said and what he said. He was worn out. We ought to be very careful what we say when we're worn out. Very careful. David said, I shall someday perish by the hand of Saul. He worn out, Brother Clayton. He buried, battle weary. He battled fatigue. But he said, No, I know one day Saul's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. I know that. But I'm here to tell you this morning, Saul didn't kill David. He went to his grave in a good old age full of good health. You may be weary today and think someday you're going to die. I'm talking about spiritually. But I guarantee you, you're not going to do it. Carlo, you're not going to do it. Why? Because he's got his eye on you. When? Day and night. And what's he doing it? He's keeping it. And what he's doing it? He's keeping it from evil. And what he's doing it? He noticed it. I believe we've got some of the prettiest, largest firms that we've ever had in my, our life. Gina brought me a beautiful purple-looking plant, and, and it sort of died. One or two still hanging on it. How many knows why it died? I watered it too much. Huh? Every time I watered them ferns, I would water it. Then I bought this moisture meter and find out what it lacked. I stick that thing down in there before I ever give it a drink of water. I want you to know you got an almighty God knows when you need a drink of water. He knows the right amount. He's never going to give you an overdose, amen. He's never going to give you too much. He knows exactly what you need. His eyes on you, and he's going to keep you until the end. We got a mighty God. 
Luke 10, 19 said, I am the God that gives you power. Gives you power. He's watering you every day, Brother Joe. You probably learned some things up there in the Horn of North Africa. There one year, couldn't see his family, anybody. Sort of had to stay tongue-tied. But it says, every moment, every moment I'm watching over you, you shall not perish. God's watching and keeping, and he's watering. He's looking after you. Matthew 4 says this. How many of you know that Satan is a pretty smart dude? Anybody found that out? He's smart. Somebody told me the other day he's ugly. I don't know. I ain't never seen him, but I know he does ugly things. You know? But he was the most beautiful angel in heaven. He still has that beautifulness about him. But God it does not revoke what he gives us. He does not take it back. And Satan tells Jesus in chapter Matthew 4 and 6. Did not you know that your God shall... Not, don't read just exactly like that. Did not you know that your God will give his angels charge over you if you dash your foot against a stone? How many believe that God's angels is around you if you dash your foot against stone? He is there to pick you up. Amen? He said, Doesn't you, don't you know that Jesus? And I know we say, well, thou shalt not tempt the Lord to God. But Satan knew something about the power of God and what was encamped about Jesus. It's angels. Angels encamped about you. Amen? Of all your children, angels encamped about you. And Job 1 Don't never think that Satan, he doesn't appear before God. Now, he appears before him. God said, Satan, what are you doing up here? Appearing up here with me with the sons of God. What are you doing up here? He said, what have you been doing anyhow? He said, I've been going to and fro in the earth. New Testament says he goes to and fro in the earth seeking whom he may devour. He's going to and fro. One thing he'll do, he'll steal the word. As we're here this morning, as I'm preaching, he's going to steal the word from you. If you don't get the word in your heart, he's going to steal it. And it's not going to be no effect to you. You've got to get it in your heart. And he said, have you considered my servant Job in your travel and your adventures? Yes, I have. I've considered him. In other words, I've tried to get him. Sister Jody, he said, I tried to get Jody. I've tried. But, but God, you got something around him. Huh? You got a hedge around him. The word hedge there means a wall of fire. If you remove that wall of fire, I'll get him. How many believe that God's got a wall of fire around you? Huh? He's after you. I don't remember where it was a big snake that came. Alma saw it in a vision. A big snake came to this church. It might have been at home. And Sister Alma said, what are you doing up here? He said, I come to get Billy Dupree. I want you to know the devil's come to get you. If you get wounded and if you don't get some fresh fruit, he's going to get you. He's going to get you. What Lamentation said, he's going to get you. Amen. You got to get that wound took care of. He says, a wall of fire. There's a wall of fire around Job. I can't get him. I've tried. I've tried the front, back, up, over, around. I've tried, but I can't get him. Listen to what Zechariah says, 2 and 5. For I say the Lord. For I saith the Lord. Will be unto the church. I'm just putting that word church in there now. It says her. I will say unto her, in other words, the church, I, a wall of fire round about you. 
Linda Hill, whether you know it or not, you can't see it, there's a wall of fire about you. How many in this building this morning believe that God has spoken and what he has spoken is true and what he has spoken comes to pass? When he, he gave that demonstration in Genesis 1, when he said, let there be light, he spoke and there was what? Light, when he says, I have put a wall of fire around you, it means it's already done. already done glory to God how often he gonna keep it every moment how often he gonna water it whenever it needs it someday you may need a flood God speaks as it's already done. When he speaks, it's already done. Jacob said, the Lord has been so gracious to me. How many, how many of you would say the Lord has been gracious to me? Huh? He had the promise from the seed of Abraham, but he didn't get it for 21 years. He worked all those years for nothing for Laman, changing his wages ten times until God gave him a dream and showed him how to begin to peel a stick and get some cattle of his own. But he never got the promise until he went to Penel. He never got the promise until he wrestled all night with God. And Paul said if you get the promise because, it's, it's the, because you're an heir, then you don't need faith. To get the promise, you must have what? Faith. For Jacob to get the promise, he had to do what? To have faith. He's got to go and wrestle all night long. And the angel threw his hip out of joint. He walked as a cripple the rest of the day of his life where the world would know that that man had been chained. How many of you know that the world needs to know when they look at us, not because we limp, but because we've been chained. We've been newborn. We've been up there and now we're down here the wonderful blessings of God is pouring on us I want us to become a people that realize that we're blessed beyond measure we're blessed beyond measure wonderful things happening today wonderful things Peggy and I watched this thing a documentary on West Berlin and East Berlin, and they uh, interviewed one man. He lived in East Berlin. He talked about how hard it was, but said the main thing, you don't have no freedom. You don't have no freedom. Said it was hard to escape. They'd kill you if they caught you trying to escape to West Berlin. He hid in a furniture cabinet one day and he was hauling furniture out of East Berlin to West Berlin. And he said, I was blessed that day they didn't have their dogs with them when they searched the truck. I tell you, church, when you, you realize what we've been come out of of and what God has brought us into, our hearts should sing hallelujah. We, we, we should be the most happiest people on the face of this earth. He was so joyful. He was so happy. Well, I never was a really bad person, but you had sin, and you needed to be delivered from that. Well, I never really did nothing real bad. It don't make no difference. You still was a sinner, and you need to be born again. Need to be born again. This young Dutch girl, little, little girl they called her, in Indonesia, she went there to, as a missionary. She went into this city one day, and this witch doctor met her. said, what are you doing here? She said, I come to be a missionary. He said, you are a witch doctor. I own this city, meaning spirits. I don't allow no other witch doctors to come in here. You're going to have to leave. And she said, I'm not a witch doctor. 
He said, you act like one. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to challenge you. The one that can pr prove that they got the greatest power will keep the city and the other one will leave. She says, okay. So they advertised and got a big crowd. They got up on the stage. And the witch doctor said, okay, you go first. She didn't know what to do, so she told him to go first. He said, okay. He lays down on the floor and got stiffed as a board. His body began to rise. Rose up ankle deep. Rose up knee deep and just floated there in the air. Don't never underestimate the powers of Satan. What he can do. She said, well, I guess I'll have to leave because I don't know what to do. I can't do that. But God spoke. God's looking after you, church. In your darkest hour when you don't know what to do, God spoke. God spoke to her said, no, don't leave. I want you to take your foot and put on his stomach and push him to the ground. She pulled up her dress a little bit where she could raise her leg up, put it in his stomach, and pushed him down on the ground. And the Lord said, now turn him over. She turned him over. He's still stiff as a board. She said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you evil, wicked spirit, come out of that man. That spirit came out of that. I'm, I'm, see, God is watching over her. See, God, God is down. He's watering her. He's giving her the spirit of word what to say. He woke up, looked around, said, where am I? What am I doing here? He was so possessed of the devil. Then she laid her hands on him and said, receive you the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. He received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Hmm? He became the mayor of that city. She became the administrator of that city. They changed the name of that city. The city of refuge. And now people from around the world come there. People's got problems and troubles and demon possessed come there. And they both pray for them and what happens? How I many know that God wants this place to be the same way? Huh? He wants to be able to people come from around the world at a helicopter and an ambulance, the worst cases in the world, to be brought to him. Jesus says, bring them to me. Jesus is here. We want them to bring them there. Not to come to stay here, but to get the power of God in their life and get delivered and go back home and tell what Jesus has done for them. He said, I'm watching over you every moment. And not only is I'm watching over you, I'm watering you every moment. Every moment. Every moment. Every moment. I'm looking after you. Glory to God. I think I've mentioned this before, but I feel in my spirit now. This lady worked for a contractor that worked for the highway department, done work. And I was talking to her one day, and she said, uh, I got a call from a bank that RS has locked up on my money. and said, I ain't got no money. I said, I went to church Sunday. I said, I wrote out a check for my tithes and offering. And I told the Lord, I said, now, Lord, IRS has got your money. If you want it, you've got to get it from them. I said, I dropped it in the offering plate. And said, Monday morning, this Monday morning, when the bank's open, said, they called me and said, the IRS had just called and released your money. I want you to know if we put our faith in God and trust God when we pray and believe that God is going to do something, God's going to do it. He's going to do it. The Bible said, I will answer you before you call. That's how much he's interested in us. He's going to answer us before we call. Before you get it out of your mouth, he's going to answer you. He's going to bless you. He's already blessing you. Praise God. I have problems, but I guarantee you, I am blessed. I tell you, I am blessed. Praise God. I have the victory. Let's say something here, and then we'll close. The ten lepers... Jesus healed all ten of them. 
they left, and he said, go show yourself to Moses. The reason he had to do that to fulfill the law. Because Jesus was under the law. So he had to fulfill it. How many of them came back? Anybody know how many came back? How many died? And what did he do? He fell down on his ground. He was so thankful to be free from leprosy. Leprosy was a type of sin. He was so grateful and thankful. He just fell down and worshiped and praised Jesus because he was so delivered of that awful thing called sin. He was delivered. Acts 3, Peter and John prayed for the man that had been a cripple since his birth. And he jumped up when he lifted him up. The Bible said he ran leaping into the temple and praising God. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad I'm free from sin. I'm glad I've been delivered. I want the Lord to know that I'm glad and worship and praising Him. He's free from sin. They tell us one of the most dynamic and powerful demonstrations of dominion is singing. Is singing. We read in 2 Chronicles 29, verse 25. He stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals and harps according to the commandment of David and of God, the king's seer. And they sang. And they sang. Exodus 15 and 2. When they come out of the Red Sea and on the other side, the Bible said, the Lord, they sang and danced and used the tambourine, saying, the Lord is my strength. And they sang. They were so glad to be out of that bondage of all that, them years of bondage. Deborah and Barak, Judges 5, they sang. Paul and Silas sang in Acts 16, 25, 26. They sang. And it tells us in Ephesians, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in hymns and psalms, and spiritual songs, singing, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Mordecai had built a gallows. He had it all tried out. Esther 6. He went to the king's palace. And he asked, might call him the bailiff, said, I'd like permission to see the king. He had planned to ask the king, I want permission to hang Mordecai. I'm going to hang him. And the king said, Tell him to come in. And he went in. And before he could ask one word, I want you to notice how God works. Before Mordecai could say one word, the king asked him, What do you think I ought to do to the man that I want to honor? He, he didn't get a chance to say, I want to hang on Mordecai. God had got there before he did. This king had his wife to dress up in disguise. He said, I want you to go to, I don't know why I had to dress up in disguise. The prophet was already blind. But said, I want you to go deceive him and I want you to find out. And God told the prophet, said, that's woman coming. That when she gets here, I'll reveal it. And when she got there, before she ever came in, he knew who she was and what she was there for. But the king asked Mordecai, 
And I believe there's some of you here this morning, God wants to honor you like you've never been honored before. Honor. The king said, whom can I honor? Jesus is in the honor and business to honor people and give them honor and lift them up. He's watching over it every day. He's watering it. He's taking care of it. He's the chief physician. He knows everything. He knows. God bless you for being here today. I don't know. I just feel like if I could sing this morning, I'd sing before you went home. Sing. Make melody in your heart and sing. One of the greatest, dynamic, powerful instruments that God has given mankind to do what? To sing. He said, sing to the grapevine. I'm watching over it. It's going to produce some wonderful red wine, strongest, the most powerful wine ever be, which is the power of the Holy Ghost singing over our lives. And not only that, the devil even told Jesus, don't you know that your father's got angels around you, going to keep you? There's a wall of fire around you, protecting you and looking after you every moment. Every moment. And we all had times like David. I feel like I'm going to perish. But he didn't. God preserved him and kept him. So God bless you for being here today. Have the greatest Thanksgiving you ever had. And uh, I started to ask to say, no, eat too much. What's that building that burned and burned 85,000 turkeys? Uh, what? I can't hear you. Green bird turkeys. That, that bothered me and Brother John because we usually get one there every year. Green bird turkey caught on fire. And burned 80,000 turkeys it was already processed. Don't let things happen, ruin your relationship with God. This too shall what? Pass. So every time you want you to remember that God is with you wherever you are. If you get wounded, he's the chief position. He's going to give you a fresh anointing. God bless you for being here today.